0: The following is an actual play d d podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons is that the loser
1: does anyone else work here <laughs> uh,
0: this we're... couch is
2: depressed
1: <laughs> Terms are expensive <laughs> suddenly i feel so bad for kicking down the door <laughs>
2: how much does a door cost?
1: <laughs> don't forget terry Pete himself <laughs>
3: is that a euphemism and my power is considerable <laughs> do you have any potions
2: that do cool stuff
4: Woo! aha works every time <laughs> and you're adorable well, good luck i think you'll need it and then his owl And then his owl, yeah, (laughs) chimes in from behind and goes, Woo!
0: Well, you were good. So we're kicking it off with our third cast interview. Here's Nicole to tell you all about our big bad barbarian, Olash Mershucks.
1: All right, Olaj is a half-orc. She is formerly a member of a band uh, that was very, very famous, very popular where she comes from.
4: What was the name of the band?
1: Ooh. Very popular, very popular band. She's the tambourine player, she's very, very good at it. People loved her. But she felt like the life of fame was, you know, getting to be too much for her, so... She left, she also had a lot of pressure from her parents to, uh, get into the war game. Uh, the tribe she's from, they follow the god of war, and she just wasn't about that. She, uh, you know, she has a tattoo in Elvish that says, Peace. Uh, at least that's what the person tattooing her told her. <laughs> she's pretty sure that's correct though, and she she really just she loves nature, and uh, she doesn't she doesn't want to kill. You know, she's a barbarian, so it's it's still in her a little bit, but she uh, she definitely doesn't want to follow her parents.
4: When did she like? How old was she when she decided to join a band?
1: She was uh, pretty young, so she was eighteen. Decided to hit the road with her band.
4: Tell us a little bit more about what she looks like.
1: Uh, She's very tall, seven feet and a couple inches. Very uh, slender, but like muscular, you know, toned. She clearly works out. She uh, has a lot of hair, very thick hair that she takes very good care of. And uh, she wears it up a lot so it doesn't, you know, get messed up when she's fighting or traveling. She spends a lot of time outdoors. So doesn't want to get a bunch of stuff in there. But she she likes to take care of her hair, that's for sure. She has, like, really nice tusks that she also takes very good care of. It was very important uh, when she was in the band, she was also doing some side modeling. So, you know, had to keep up her physical appearance for that. She brushes her tusks every night. Uh, They're very, they're pearly, very nice tusks. (laughs) You know, as far as tusks go she's been living out in the wilderness for a little while when she went to escape her life of fame uh so she's kind of just scavenged together an outfit but she still manages to look good she uh she found some pants or maybe like a little too big but she's she's making them work and she uh has fashioned a shirt into like a sports bra style thing uh if she were a spice girl she would be sporty spice I'm sure everyone's everyone's been wondering.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What is she, uh, like, equipment-wise, does she have anything special that she carries with her?
1: She has her tambourine with her always. She, you know, she left her life of fame, but she still likes to jam, uh, particularly with her friends now. Um, So she has her tambourine that she keeps with her all the time. Uh, Her favorite weapon is her battle axe, and uh, she has a mink stole. Hmm. Yeah, I know. She is. She she is still fancy, at
4: heart. <laughs> she's a she's a fancy orcish flower child. She is. <laughs> she's lot. got a
1: lot. She's complicated.
4: <laughs> does she have um, uh, other tattoos besides the the quote unquote elvish word for peace? Uh,
1: she does. She has uh, a tattoo uh, on her shoulder uh, that was given to her when she was still. Uh, in her tribe, uh, which is the symbol of the god of war, which is
4: a circle with a lightning bolt
1: coming yep, through it. That's not her that's not her favorite. She's uh so she's, you know, put some other like flowery tattoos around it to kinda like lighten it up. She loves nature, like I said, so she's trying to make it more about the nature aspect. You know, lightning's part of nature, that's cool. Mm. She just doesn't wanna be a war person. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Flee warrior is what warrior. that's called. But I Get. like the idea of war person. <laughs> uh, what else should we know about Olash? Can she read or write?
1: She <laughs> she doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, she is illiterate and she really she would love to learn how to read. It's one of the main things that drew her to Eowyn specifically in our in our campaign. She is hoping that Eowyn will be able to uh, teach her how to read, but she's very embarrassed, so she doesn't want to admit that she doesn't know how to read. So she's hoping she'll just kind of pick it up by hanging out with Eowyn. (laughs) Just trying
4: to, like, osmose it?
1: (laughs) Pretty much.
4: (laughs) So she wants to learn to read. What other goals does she have?
1: Her main goal, though she would never really like admit it to anyone. Um, she did you know leave her life of fame, the pressure got to be too much. Uh, but she loves she loves the attention and her ultimate goal would be to uh, you know have everyone wondering where she is, what happened to Olash uh, and she'll have a triumphant comeback, you know on a big comeback tour.
4: She just wants to be like the Eagles. She, man, <laughs> exactly like time. the Eagles. <laughs> well, it's a nature-based band. I figured she'd be very excited about that. I think the only other thing that we should sort of add about Olash that people may want to know but may not necessarily pick up on is that she's she's always afraid of being recognized, isn't she?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, She uh, wherever she goes, if people treat her differently, her first thought isn't because she's a half-orc. Uh, it's because people might recognize her from her band and... She doesn't, want, she doesn't want fans knowing where she is or there to be too much information about what she's doing.
4: Because that ruins the mystery it of the does. comeback to her. It that's, does. That's great. Anything else at all that we should know about Olash?
1: I don't think so right now.
4: Okay. Uh, mm. What should we know about you?
1: Me? My name is Nicole. I am a stand-up comedian in Burlington, Vermont. I co-host... A show at the skinny pancake every Monday called comedy and crepes at 8 p.m. and I co-host a monthly show at uh, foam brewers called brews and bros that's the second Thursday of every month although this month it'll be August 30th which is a Wednesday so people should come out to those because they're always a lot of fun and in August October, the first weekend in October, I'll be hosting Ferrari Scoville at Vermont Comedy Club. So people should come out to that.
4: Cool, 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 cool. And then you also go around and do comedy besides those three places. I do.
1: I'm, you know, I I do stand up all over Burlington and I try to get down to Boston and up to Maine and other places. So if you follow me on Instagram (laughs) at Nicole Siskers, I'll post about shows there and you can find me if you want to.
4: Cool. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.
0: Last episode, we spent time with Cassian, Eowyn, and Olash as they tried to find a way to follow Yarfik through the outhouse portal. After investigating more of the inn and breaking down a door, they decided to see about enlisting the help of the local member of the Order of the Raven's Egg, Hugo Fizzweave. Fizzweave agreed to help and was able to reopen the portal, allowing the party to go through. That's where we pick up today, so let's hit it and crit it!
4: Uh, Yarfik, you've come out of the portal on the other side Uh, You've seen the empty doorways on either side of you Uh, Palad has beckoned you to follow him as he goes up this staircase that's in front of you
5: I grab my tankard as I'm following and say Aegea, please watch over me and my companions For we go into battle to save those But I need you by my side and I take a sip of nothing and the to, you know, okay. the, the ritual.
4: Um, so he uh, goes up the staircase in front of you. Looking around, you see that there are, you know, there are other people around. Um, not a lot, but... But enough to, to notice. Um, you walk past what look to be two like kiosks of some kind. You're not sure exactly what they are. Um, I've never seen a kiosk before. <laughs> one sells iPhone cases, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sunglass hut and then a place where you can get your nose pierced. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've never seen two together like this yeah. before. Can I get my nose pierced, please? Uh, so walking past them, you go up the stairs behind him, and there pissed. is uh, you see that you're on sort of this large. Uh, circular walkway um, and in the center of the circle uh, from from where you are at the edge of the stairs it just seems like a big pit you can't even see down into it uh, walking uh, he, start, he sort of peels off to the left going uh, along with him you can now see down into it and you see what is a large sand filled arena um, it's about 20 feet down from where you are, uh, and it's, is it
5: octagonal in shape or it just... is not okay. the octagon? Uh,
4: <laughs> it is a round arena. That's why I said circle. Octagons are like angled circles. So walking along behind circles him,
3: the polyhedron world.
4: yeah, sure. Uh, he uh, he keeps going around to the left until he gets sort of around to the the other side of where you uh, where you entered, and he uh, there's a staircase that, that peels off and goes up from there, and there's a, a what seems to be a guard standing in front of I'm it. I'm gonna
5: before we get, there, I'm gonna just look over the rail and kind of like. Take my time to really take it in, like trying to, like, uh, uh, just like stall for time. Okay. Give my compatriots some time to follow me.
4: Um, so he, uh, as you do that, is going to sort of double back and put his hand on your shoulder and say, uh, do try to keep up.
5: Well, is this what I'll be performing?
4: Uh, you'll find out soon enough. Well, come with me. What's well, an easy question? I just wanted to know. It looks really nice. Uh, it's, it's Sandy. Come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna, and he sort of like, like f- vice <laughs> grips on your <laughs> shoulder. He's still gonna make
5: him move me. So I'm, st- I'm, I'm rooting. It. I'm rooting it. I'm gonna like stone, do, like stone root. Like dwarves just do not move.
4: Roll a uh, strength check. Just straight strength.
5: Yes. Yeah. Nineteen.
4: Okay. Uh, so he vice grips on your shoulder yeah. and tries to uh, <laughs> tries to move you along, but you are just like sturdy gripped on the banister.
5: How did you make that? Like, did you dig this out yourself? Or, like, is this something that, like, you had people brought in? Because I've seen dwarven tunneling that's been really good like this
4: before. Look, I just work here. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and that's why... That's why I'm asking you, because you work here, you know... I don't know these things. How was this... This is a beautiful
4: s- circle of death. It's wonderful. Why don't I take you to someone who knows? They're just up that staircase that I'm trying to go. But I'm (laughs)
5: asking you, Paul. You've been my voice this entire time. You told me to come here and make something of myself. I'd like to know some more. Show me the tour. Give me the five gold tour. I'm
4: trying to. You're not saying much. It starts up the stairs. (laughs) I
5: say it starts right here in this
4: pit. Well, you wouldn't know because <laughs> you
5: know <laughs> right, so if, you expl- if you explain what I am, maybe I'll start to come with. I just want to know how was this built. You give me like you know those tour guides like talk incessantly about like the architecture of a of a place look, that you're walking through. Look,
4: I understand that you're nervous about the fight. Oh no! But no, no. I think it's time to stop stalling and do what you came here to do.
5: One last stall tactic. <laughs> As a dwarf, you know if you know dwarves at all, we are very interested in stone architecture and architecture in general. Just a little tidbit for my own curiosity, please. I'll come with you, I promise. I'll walk right with you.
4: Fine. I'll uh, I'll tell you something. Thank you. All of this stone you see around you yes. is made of rocks. <laughs> well, you, you promised. You did.
5: <laughs> you did tell me something and I'm a man, I'm a dwarf of my word, so I'll I'll go with you. And so I'll finally like uproot. But I, I'm going to hold just a little bit longer than I should. Yeah. Get, get a little tick and That's
4: then, fine. Uh, so he goes up to the guard in front of the staircase, and the guard... Uh, who is
5: this guard? Can you tell me who, he, what his job is here and what he does? He's a guard. Oh! He guards. You're doing a good job.
4: So the guard stands to the side, and Palad goes up the staircase, and you follow along. Do you by. like being a guard? He does not
2: respond. He want. doesn't respond, but he goes... But he starts looking real introspective.
4: <laughs> he doesn't even do that. He is like... <laughs> Stone face, no response.
3: Three years later, we're going to encounter him backpacking through
4: like, Taiwan. <laughs> this, this is my gap year. Yeah. Um, So uh, he goes up the stairs, uh, takes you through a large door that's at the top of the stairs, and uh, you enter into what uh, seems to be some sort of like lavish viewing platform. Uh, There are hanging silks, there are large rugs on the ground, uh, large pillows for for reclining, uh, very fine furniture. And sitting in a chair is a human man in a rich (laughs) blue and burgundy robe. Um, He looks to be... (laughs) What blue? What kind of blue? Uh, Like a royal blue. All right. Um, And he looks to be middle-aged. The chair he's sitting in is much too large for him. Uh, Not like it was made for a giant, but just like it's a a chair that should have a larger person sitting in it. Uh, Yet, he still sits in it very smugly and very self important
5: Of course he does. (gasps) Of course he
4: does. Pallid then uh, sort of stops you before you walk in too far. I'm still going to
5: take an extra step, Justin.
4: And says... um, (laughs) Yafik, uh, I uh, will ask that you uh, walk to the middle in front of the chair and then take a knee. Of course, of course. Do you walk into the middle and take mm-hmm. a knee? Which knee should I get on?
5: <laughs> Both. Oh, no, no, that's for praying. I feel like that's a little too much there. I'm not praying to this man. He's not my like, oh. god.
4: <laughs> he just looks at you.
5: I'm, Nobody stands like a dwarf. <laughs> I'm just trying to be polite. Like, Is there a specific knee he likes, or is this...
4: He literally does not give a shit. (laughs) He just wants you on a knee.
5: Oh no, it's Amy. You said both before.
4: (laughs) Okay, Okay, here's the thing you think you're clever, you're just annoying. It'll work well in the ring. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I think it's working pretty well right now. All right. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time and kind of take in the, the, uh, the ambiance. I'm walking to the center. And do I see anything or can I get a better view of what's around me or is it just a, like a pedestal in the middle?
4: There's no pedestal. It's okay. just it's like a, there's okay. a rug in front of him and he's sitting on a chair. I,
5: then I go up there and I take one knee. Okay. And I, I, look, um, I still make eye contact with him. That's
4: fine. As you take a knee, Pallet says, um, I present to you Yafik Stormhammer. A proud fighter and a combatant of great skill, Yafik, This is your new patron, the esteemed Doctor Scutch. Doctor Scutch. Scutch. How's Skutch. that spelled? S K U uh, T A T C H. A oh, doctor. It's my favorite Bond movie. <laughs> doctor Scutch. Uh, doctor Scutch then stands. He begins to. Uh, he walks forward. He slowly begins to just circle you, sort of looking you up and down. I
5: stick my butt out just a little bit more. And he cast says... charm. <laughs> cast friends. Roll for uh,
4: And he says, yeah. do you pledge to fight hard, to crush your enemies, to turn them into simpering children before you?
5: Are they in need of crushing? <laughs> I ask only, my as I told Pilot as I came in, if these people have been doing horrible things to other people, then yes, I pledge that. But if they aren't if innocent, I cannot say, per se.
4: Palad, what are you, what are you bringing me now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought you were bringing me someone who is ready to fight. Oh, I'm ready. ready to fight.
5: Believe me, I am ready to jump right in. I just want to make sure, as Pallad told me in the bar, it was for a good cause.
4: Pallad's eyes are closed and his fingers are, like, on the bridge <laughs> of his nose. Yeah, he is, Palad is, like... Hardcore regretting this moment. <laughs> and uh, he he chimes up from, from over to the side where he was and says, Yafik, um, we talked about this. You're fighting for money. I know. I... So is the other person. They're also fighting for money. You're not fighting convicts. You're fighting for money. It's for money. Oh, no. no.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Pollen, I'm aware. I just like getting a rise out of you. Of course I pledge to
4: do that. And, Isn't it uh, funny
5: when he does And anybody else enjoying this as much as I am?
4: The only other person there is Dr. Scotch. <laughs> I still say it to the open room. And he says, uh, Pallid, have this one taken downstairs and outfitted. He'll fight tonight, first match. Awesome! i like to get my feet wet early. Um, and he goes back to his chair and sits, uh, and Pallid sort of beckons you I, over.
5: I stand up, I bow, and say, thank you for this chance, and I give him another awkward wink.
4: Okay, and he, he waves you away. But not waving to you, he's yeah, waving okay. to Pallid yeah. as like, get well, this guy I out still I still wait back. So Pallid uh, leads you back down the staircase that you had come down. Uh, and you actually go back to the room that you had first appeared in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, behind one of the kiosks, there's another staircase that goes down. Um, so he takes you down there and through a couple of hallways you emerge in what looks like a locker room. Um, there are some other people sitting in there. Uh, there is someone who's sort of Behind a like a desk in the corner where there are some weapon racks, and he asks that you sit on one of the benches. Uh, he says, uh, "Yafik, if you would sit down, course, please. I course. will be right back. I just need to go talk to this gentleman."
5: Paladin, you've been nothing but charitable and wonderful, and I, I I appreciate everything you've done for me. Still trying to figure out if that's a, if that nickname came from somewhere fun.
4: And he looks at you and says, "Yafik, you've been," and walks away. I'm gonna kind of take the room in as I can. Yeah, but. absolutely. So you look around, and there are weapon racks in the back. Um, there are sort of two large, like stone benches that are just five foot squares. Uh, there are um, two uh, two people sitting on one. There's one person sitting on the other, um, and they are not engaged in conversation of any kind. They all look like they're they're you know wearing leathers. They're ready for battle, uh, but they are just sort of stoically in the sitting. Zone. Yeah, pallid come comes back over. Um, he's got uh, a man with him that he uh, he says, "Yafik, uh, this is our quartermaster." Um, and the I,
5: I stand and I put my hand out.
4: Um, and he he shakes your hand. That's a good firm handshake. And he um, the quartermaster then holds up his other hand and he's in it. He's got this large locking ring, sort of split open. And he says to you. All the fighters wear these. It's it's enchanted, so no one can land a killing blow. It's made to keep you safe.
5: Oh, that's that's quite nice of you. You
4: keep your people at least in check enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there are uh, there are runes carved gonna... into the outside of it. I'm gonna cast or try to do an inside check on this.
5: So make sure he's not lying to me.
4: That is a 19. Um, he is not lying, but you feel like there's more to it than just that. So you even enchanted this to make sure we can't
5: kill each other, correct? That's correct. That's,
4: it's beautiful work. Um, that's,
5: uh, so what exactly is going to stop us from doing that? I don't see what the, the spell could be.
4: Uh, well, um, I, I'm not really the person to ask, to be perfectly honest, oh. uh, the, the doctor is the one who makes all this. Oh, stuff. the
5: doctor makes it, okay, well, it's, I'm just very interested in it because I've never seen something like that before in any type of fight to be able to save someone right at the last moment, so,
4: it's beautiful. It's, I mean, it's, it's essentially, it's a way to, like, we can stop you before, or stop your opponent before they're gonna do
5: Oh, Something. so it's not stopping us, like, just in general, like, it, it resurrecting or bringing anything back. It's so that you can use us and just, like, pull us back from it. Exactly. Oh, okay, so it's restraining. Interesting. Beautiful work.
4: So then he lifts it up and he starts going to try and put it around your neck.
5: Oh, it's around my neck, not around my arm or anything.
4: Uh, No, 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 it's, it's, it's worn around the neck.
5: Oh, well, all right, right. and I stretch my neck out. It's a thick dwarf neck, so it doesn't go that far, but I stretch it out just enough.
4: Okay, he uh, puts it on, and he uh, clicks it around your neck, he locks it, and the runes on the outside of it just briefly flash, and you feel... Nothing. You don't. You don't feel anything. Uh, not that you feel like the absence of feeling. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I am now numb from the wind. I've had many benders like this before. Uh, but you just you don't you don't feel anything. It, it doesn't affect you in any way that you notice. Um, and Palad at this point says, um, "Okay, we've gotten you ready to be outfitted. The uh, the fight won't start for some time, so I'll bring you over to our, our barracks area. You can take a rest. Uh, they have and, a nice
2: sauna. You can
4: steam <laughs> some steam. And then we'll uh, we'll I'll yeah, we'll come and fetch you when we're ready." To go.
5: Of course, I do have one more question, and it's trust me, it's not that bad. But is there any place that I can get an ale around here? I mean, I, I fight better with a little bit of alcohol in sight.
4: And he says, uh, y- "Yes, we can. We'll bring you some uh, some sustenance." I appreciate. He takes you out of the room, around, down a long hallway, to a room that's just, like, filled with cots. I, I crop dust it. on the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: Not um, loud, but I'm, I'm just going to do it and just, like, leave a trail behind.
4: So he and he gets you to one of the cots. He says he'll send someone over with food and drink for you. I appreciate it. Um, so that. you can take a rest. Um, if you needed to regain any hit points or spell slots or anything, consider them back. Awesome. Um, and your your ale skin has been filled, so not, we'll not my tanker? Oh, no, the ale no, skin, yeah. the ale skin. Uh, So we'll we'll leave you there for right now, and we'll cut back over to the rest of the party. <laughs> Can I just the...
3: say how hilarious I find it that it only took us three recording sessions to split the party. <laughs> we, we are in fine form.
5: <laughs> well, you're you're coming back. Yeah, I'm trying to leave like breadcrumbs. We didn't do it on purpose either. No, that is true. I'm leaving breadcrumbs in the, in the form of my farts. Yeah. Oh, there. great, great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not farting out breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I haven't had a lot of yeast today. It's been so, Jen, you aren't worried that the cave bats will
5: eat them and disappear your trail? <laughs> <laughs> the cave bats and I have a nice understanding. Okay. You know? okay.
4: So, the some amount of time has passed. You guys have, you know, you've gone and gotten help from Fizzweave. You've all run through the portal. So, Cassian, you come through first uh, with your rapier and your shield out You bust through, and do you say or do anything? No, I was actually
3: intending to go as stealthily as possible.
4: So roll for stealth.
3: 18.
4: Uh, So you. Oh, 20, sorry. So you, yeah, you land uh, on the other side, cat like grace. uh, It makes no sound as you land on the other side. And um, you've got your you've got the frosted flake out, and you've got your rapier in the other hand. And flake, I forgot you uh, oh, never forget about the frosted flake. <laughs> um, and it's it's great. You're just you're looking around, surveying the room. You see the empty door frames. You see the kiosks. There are some people milling about. Um, And you sort of immediately just sort of like melt back up against one of the door frames There's less light in this area, so you sort of meld into the shadows around it Um, And then Olash comes through, what are you doing?
1: Uh, I just I just went through. I wasn't trying to be stealthy or okay. anything.
4: So you come through. Are you like battle axe out and ready to go, or are you just like, hey, what's up?
1: I'm just like, hey, what's up? Okay. So <laughs> you come through.
4: Um, you're you're like still looking behind you from saying uh, you're adorable to Fizzweave. And uh, you sort of walk through and then you you look around and you're in a you're in a big room. There are some other people in there. They definitely see you because uh, as we've established prior, you are a large presence. You can see the confusion on their faces and you are immediately like, oh, they recognize me
5: can't
4: run so you know you maybe you like get a little sheepish or whatever but you don't have much time to be sheepish because about a second later Eowyn comes through and like bumps right into you uh, just sort of stumbles through um, and you guys are now all in this this large room okay uh, with these now the the portal has faded behind you so there's just these three empty doorways freestanding uh, these the kiosks are in front of you, and then there's a large staircase leading
3: up. Okay, and how many people are in here with us?
4: Uh, there's probably about five or six, not many. Okay. There are there's one person in in each of the kiosks. Uh, so clearly they there's like some business that they're pertaining to there, and there are four outside, three around one, one around the other.
2: Do they look like they do they look very suspicious of us? Do they look like they think we don't belong here?
4: The ones that notice you guys are confused. Really, only only two of them have taken notice. They're just like looking around like they don't entirely know what's going on, but they don't seem worried. Okay.
3: Okay. I'm going to surreptitiously sheath my rapier, but I'm going to keep my shield at my side just in okay. case anything goes south. A surreptitious.
4: <laughs> um, at this point you sort of melt out of the shadows. You've come out from behind uh Olash <laughs> and
1: Oh my god, where did you come from?
4: <laughs> and you see like the the people that were looking over in your in your general direction they see you come out and then they see like the two of them and then you sort of see this moment of like recognition on their face where they they kind of have this look of like oh and then they go back to what they were doing of me they look at me and they yeah
2: okay
3: okay um i uh i walk Hmm. over to one of them and I say, um, pardon me, uh, we're, we're here, uh, we're supposed to meet Pallid, we're running a bit late, did you happen to see where he went?
4: And, uh, it's, uh, an older gentleman, um, probably in, like, his 50s, um, who, uh, sort of startles when you touch him, and turns around and says, oh, what, uh, uh, and then he sort of, like, looks at you, and he looks at Eowyn, and he looks at you, and he looks back at Eowyn, and he... He, to you, says, Why don't you just talk to me yourself? You don't have to have one of your guards do it. Uh, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Get behind me, guard! And then I flick him on the
4: nose.
2: (laughs) I say, terribly sorry, man. Get behind her. Yes, thank you. We're trying to, I'm trying to meet up with Uh Could you just tell me which way he went? I'm, I'm sure he went somewhere.
4: Uh, well, yes, he, he went up the, the staircase to the arena.
2: Right, the only egress from this room. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Uh, remind me
4: of your name. How can I remind... We've never met. How can I remind you of my name? <laughs> you get the joke I made, then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tata. <laughs> and then we uh, tally-ho right on out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tally-ho. What what,
4: what are they selling at this kiosk? uh, It doesn't look like they're selling anything. It actually looks like they're taking bets.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Many, many, many thanks.
3: Oh, um, I uh, sort of saunter over to the the betting kiosk and I just lean in and I say... Uh, just curious, when's the next fight scheduled? Should I be placing bets now, or what's...
4: And the, uh, person in the kiosk says, uh, uh the next fight will be in just a couple of hours. Uh, you can place bets anytime up until the fight begins.
2: Who's, uh, uh... can I check the names of the people who are fighting? I have...
4: And then I, like, pull out a list of the missing people and look at it. The, uh, the first fight is, uh, a new contender, uh, it's a dwarf, I believe, by the name of Yarfik Stormhammer. Uh, and he'll be fighting against <laughs> a, uh, uh, another dwarf. Uh, her name is, uh, Loristine Glorygem.
2: Glory Glorygem. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we might be back to... Oh God, she's gonna know who I am. a few whatevers. Uh, thank you. And then I salute. <laughs> 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 uh, let's head out, gods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah... See ya. Yeah. And then we walk. Follow her lead. Yeah. W- what's your salute? I just want to know what the salute is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, like. <laughs> like I throw up a piece. I, I like do what looks like a regular military salute that we may recognize here in America, but um, it's with two fingers in a peace sign, and then it goes into kiss it,
4: peace sign, walk on out of there. <laughs> I, I make the gesture. Man. <laughs> You guys don't know it, but that's like a really dirty word in goblin sign language. <laughs> uh, are any of these people goblins? No. Oh, okay, <laughs> then we're good. And then we head out. We walk up the stairs. Um, so you walk up the stairs uh, out onto this this large circular viewing platform, and you can see the arena in front of you. Uh, it's about a 40-foot uh, diameter circle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely sand-covered on the bottom. You see that there are... Uh, There's a portcullis on either side, Mm -hmm. um, which is most likely where the combatants come from, and the walls are 20 feet high, and you're at the the top of the walls where you are. Okay, Um, so there's the door behind us. There's the door behind you, there's another door all the way across from you, Mm -hmm. and then up and to the left, there's a, a large sort of overhang um, that you can't see quite onto from where you are. You can just sort of see, like, there are some what look to be curtains. You're not really sure.
3: Is there anyone else in this space with us right now?
4: There are. Uh, there are quite a few people, actually. Uh, various people milling about, uh, inspecting the arena itself. Uh, you overhear tidbits of them talking about bets. Go ahead and do a perception check, all of you. 9 oh, you. you. <laughs> you're I, you're I, asleep.
5: Am I sleeping?
2: Yeah. Uh,
4: 17. 17. Um, So Olash and Eowyn take a look around and what they see and what strikes them specifically about what they see is that the clientele here is a clientele of wealth. Um, there are no commoners here. The, the commonest-looking people here are you two. Um, even the other people's like, guards and retinue are are f- more fancy than you guys are. Um, even with
1: my mink stall? <laughs> even with your mink stall.
4: Um, everyone else is, is in a lot of finery. And uh, there are, uh, you know, they, they look to be a lot of, like, merchants. Um People from other continents. Uh, You see some people with sort of like the the telltale skin tone and bone structure of Epmark, uh, which is where you're from actually. Um, And you see other folk um, from various other places. Uh, You see a group of heavily armored people who have this like bright yellow symbol of a, a hammer striking an anvil on their chests. Uh, which is very, very stark against their, their black armor. Um, there's a group of like deep purple hooded folk that are sort of on the other side of the ring from you. Um, and, and the rest are just sort of various, possibly nobles, possibly merchants. They're, they're rich people. Men, women, various races, uh, but they are all just around.
2: Uh, well, 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 guys, look at all this.
3: And that's um, um Can I? Are there a lot of people with bodyguards here? It
4: seems like just about every retinue has at least one person who doesn't, like, fit necessarily in. Uh, the only ones that don't would be the, like, the heavily armored group.
2: And are there a lot of elves?
4: Not many. No. Hmm. Uh, for
2: elves. So the only other door is the one across from us?
4: Uh, So there's the the one across from you, which is another wide-open door, very similar to the one that you came through. Mm -hmm. And then there are small staircases on either side of that large raised platform, Mm -hmm. each with a guard in front of it.
2: Okay. I don't know if we should bother a guard right now, but maybe we should head over to the other door, check it out, or do you think we should? I don't know, that place up there looked important, but it might blow our cover, which I don't even know yeah, what our cover is. <laughs> uh,
3: my best guess is that elves in this area tend to be wealthy people, and mm. they're, they're making assumptions based on your your heritage, uh. um, or, or that that they know that the, el- that the people who own this place are perhaps no, elvish. Possibly. But uh, I say we, we assume for the moment that our cover is that we are also wealthy patrons right. of this establishment. Right. Um, and I think... I think we should check out as many places as we can get to without fighting or bribing somebody first. Okay,
2: yes. Olash. I agree. Great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shall we make our way to the other
4: door? Yeah, let's, let's Alright,
2: let's go around the circular thingy and then okay. to the other door.
4: Okay. So you go side. around the viewing platform to the door on the opposite side. Uh, looking in it, you see very similar to what you saw on the, the other side in the room you came out of there. On the, the far end of the room, there are three freestanding Standing empty doorways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two kiosks in there, and mm-hmm. there are people in there as well. You even see one person. You see like a portal pop up, and and a couple of people come out of it, and then the portal dissipate. Well, I think this is another dead end. Seems like.
2: Seems oh, like. I think we've probably got to go up to that platform. Yes.
3: Was this, was that platform guarded? I missed that. It the was. Two There's guards. a guard two at the oh, side. side. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's, head
2: up. let's see if we can sort of bluff our way past. <laughs> <laughs> let's go up. Oh god, I'm okay. going to have to use charisma. So <laughs>
4: uh, We're going to um, cut seconds, back to your, Um At this point, uh, Palad has come over. He's roused you from your sleep. Um, and said, uh, it's uh, it's time to go. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. So he leads you back down About the hallway. About those comps. <laughs> leads you back down the hallway. And uh, to that locker room where you had first, uh, you know, been there. And he puts you into this sort of like alcove, which you can see is, is uh, there's a port right on the other side of it. He says, uh, this is going to be a bare knuckle match. Okay. Um, brutality is encouraged. Uh, remember, you're, you're wearing a collar. Your opponent will be wearing one of those collars. None of you will come to any sort of grievous harm. You will be safe. Uh, winning will qualify you for the next match. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you need to know. Are you ready?
5: I do have a question about losing. Not that I think I'll lose, but what happens to the loser?
4: Uh, well you'll probably be unconscious. Yeah, of course. That does happen bare knuckle. And we'll uh, deal with that when it happens. I'm gonna inside check him. In. Thirteen. Um, so you you get kind of a hinky vibe from him, mm-hmm. but you're not you don't necessarily think that he's lying. There's definitely more information there. Of course. Um, but you're not even sure that it's necessarily sinister. You just know that he's withholding.
5: Well, I'll say to him then. Well, of course, I won't have to come to that anyways. We'll be back here in a little bit, and I'll be qualified for the next round. Excellent.
4: Um, so at this moment, uh, we need to do some map stuff. We'll oh. Change the map! Change oh. the map! We'll change the map! we the map, map. map
1: map
4: <laughs> 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 that's mildly octagonal you're mildly octagonal oh shit uh-huh.
2: oh fighting words so we're we're somewhere around here ah we yeah. entered through one of these doors
4: right okay. yes so you and entered through the far one right over there Okay. came up the stairs that's the large raised viewing platform yes uh obviously the circle in the middle is the uh the base of the arena and mm-hmm. then the uh that sort of ring around it is the, is where you all can watch. Platform and, and sorry, it where are the
3: stairs to get up here? Or are they just, They're just
4: on Either just
2: on either side, of, side of it. Okay.
3: And is this to scale? Like are are these these It's the exact
4: size. <laughs> yes, these are 5 <laughs> foot squares. <laughs> not,
5: that's not what to scale means. To scale does not mean 1 to 1. <laughs>
3: that is a scale.
2: Sorry, I assumed you were stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I can see how you would make that. Sense. <laughs> Uh, so you guys are up on the viewing platform. Yarfik is over there. Oh, can we see him? I'm, I'm behind a uh, cage door. You cannot yet. He's still behind the door okay. of the port office. Can he see
5: us? I'm saying a small prayer to Ajita again okay. that we both make it through this and that my friends are
4: still safe. Um. So uh, you I, get... I, I assume I still have my tankard with me. Yes, yes. Okay. You still have your holy symbol. Okay. Um, you don't have your weapons. Right, of course. Because they don't want you to use them for this. But oh, I have the...
5: two... I've got the two weapons right here that took a horse down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: Um, so, uh, um, sorry, uh, the, the portcullis comes up in front of you, and you, you enter. Um, so you enter the arena just like a five-foot step in, and across from you, uh, uh, you see a dwarf enter as well. Um, you feel cool sand beneath your feet. Uh, the walls stretch up around you. Um, <laughs> through the identical portcullis across from you, uh, you, you once again, you see a, a female dwarf step out. Uh, you look up and around you and you see the crowd looking down on you. Uh, you, uh, roll a perception check real quick. That's a Um, you don't, like, you, you, you barely discern anyone in particular. You just see that there's this, like, sea of people ringing around it. Um, like, feeding time for the sea lions at the zoo. Uh, <laughs> Apt metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Before you even have time to, like, finish taking everything in, uh, the doctor begins to speak from his viewing platform. So he's stepped to the edge of the viewing platform. He... While,
5: while he's doing this, I'm just grabbing a handful of sand and kind of rubbing
3: it
4: through my hands. And we can okay. see
3: him now, right? And, and as well as hear him? Yes. Okay. Um, the doctor
4: has uh, snapped his fingers and his throat begins to glow just a little bit. Ooh, um, and his voice comes out heavily amplified. And he says, Welcome, friends. You see before you tonight's first <laughs> contenders. You have only five more minutes to place your bets before the battle will begin. Should we place bets? I
3: say, I <laughs> say loudly, now that dwarf down there looks like a man who could punch an animal. <laughs> 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 just so that, because I, I want Yarker to hear it.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, roll a perception check again. Let's just see if you catch that. 18. Uh, yeah, so you hear it.
3: And as, as he looks up at me,
5: I throw a little wink. Ba-ding! I kind of just take a deep sigh of relief, and then I keep I keep uh, the sand and stuff like that, and then I start to wipe it on my. Um, sca it's, it's like taking
4: the ground over me so the crowd at this point they're they're like looking at both of the fighters this is the first chance that they've actually had to to see both of you um, and they're taking in what they can making their decisions people are sort of rushing out back to both sides to I, place bets
2: can I go over to one of the betting kiosks yeah what are the odds on Yafuk and the other girl the other dwarf dwarf dwarf
4: <laughs> <laughs> the other dwarf. The the guy in the kiosk says, um, you know, honestly, we don't know too much about this uh, this new guy who's starting tonight. So, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but the the one he's going up against is, uh, you know, she's she's pretty good. She's she's won uh, her fair share. Uh, So it's uh, it's two to one odds. Two to one against the the male dwarf. Yeah, yeah, two to one against the new guy.
2: I'm having a good day. <laughs> I'll uh,
4: put some...
2: Uh, I'm feeling lucky. I guess I'll put something up against... Uh, uh, up for... Mm-hmm.
4: for on the, the the male dwarf... What was his name? Yorfork? Uh, <laughs> let me see. It's uh, Yar- Yarfik. What a Sternamer. stupid name
2: that I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard that name before. So I'll put...
4: um. <laughs> I'll put ten gold pieces on Yarfek. Okay, ten gold pieces on Yarfek. Your name? Uh, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> All Lorraine. Nice to meet you, All Lorraine. You,
2: you as well. <laughs> and then I walk away. Lorraine, Lorraine. Without the receipt? Without the? Oh, I need my receipt. He gives you a receipt. Great, thank you. And I put it in my hair. And then I walk back to, uh, to to Cassian and Olash, and I say, um, I'm going by Adoraine here Fair enough. For, for now. I give my opponent a Dwarven salute. A
4: high I have respect. respect. Um, she returns the salute, um, and then she looks up, and she sees the, the tattoo, and there's just this like spark of recognition. Damn it, damn it, damn it. What were you going to say?
3: Oh, I was going to say to Eowyn and Olash, I say, I think now is probably the time to try and get up to that viewing platform, and then I have a bit of an idea how to do so. Sure. You guys, um, or, well, you, as the person pretending to be in charge, uh, will, you know, imperiously <clears throat> stride up to the guards and say, um, I have an appointment, and then I'll cast a quick minor illusion of sounding like that dude's voice coming down the stairs and
2: telling them to let, let us through. Great. Let's try it. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> oh, God.
4: Roll a persuasion check, Aowyn. Okay.
2: Hello, guard. I have an appointment. <laughs> Ooh. That was pretty good. Uh sixteen.
4: Uh so with a sixteen, you uh you go up to the guard, uh, he stands there very stoically. What do you say?
2: Uh hello. Um I have an appointment with the, the in this room uh, in a couple <laughs> minutes. I was invited up, so I'll just head on in then. <laughs> he looks at you
4: and then he steps to the side. And then I
2: look behind me and like give like a open mouth like, <laughs> <laughs> I give a quick no I don't. Do. <laughs> and then yeah. I turn back around and I wa- walk. Come along, yeah. come along, along guards. And we walk in. Oh,
5: On your way
4: up the stairs, uh, you hear in that that same heavily amplified voice. We have here two fine specimens. Both are strong. Both are ready to fight. And both would have looked down on me in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, kind of quizzically turned, what?
4: But now I'm the one with the power, (laughs) and I say fight. (laughs) (laughs) And when he says fight, the large ruby ring on his right hand... flashes so brightly that it can be seen not only by the combatants in the arena, but also across the viewing platform. Um, you guys don't see it because you're in the staircase, mm-hmm. but you do see a flash of red light. Okay. And at that moment, Yarfik, oh, um, just as this spark of recognition comes from the dwarf on the other side of the arena, you see that the collar around her neck goes bright yellow and the collar around your neck goes bright yellow. So I'm a little bit and I need you, you to make a wisdom saving oh, throw.
1: I think this is this my is favorite character that we've encountered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr.
4: Scutch. <laughs> that's an 18. With an 18, uh, you sort of feel uh, just this like tiniest bit of heat coming from the collar that's around yeah. your neck. Under the collar. And you have these thoughts of, of you know, uh, I'm about to get in a fight, and oh no, this person has recognized me, and they all just start to sort of bleed away. Like someone is is sifting your thoughts, and they're overcome with this word, fight. Let them fight. Fight, fight, <laughs> fight, just oh, building up to this, this still- cacophony in your mind like this together. and you start looking around almost like a cornered animal just looking for where you can lash out and you look across the arena and this female dwarf exact same expression on her face and the two of you lock eyes and start to walk towards each other Uh-oh.
0: Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at IWVTCast. And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you heard us. Help spread the word. Talk to strangers about us. Get all moony-eyed. Doodle our name in your trapper keeper with a heart next to it. Do you like us? Check yes or no. Our theme music is Overworld by Kevin MacLeod. You can check out all of his work at Incompetech.com. Tune in next time for a knockdown drag out bare-knuckle bash as Yarfik wades into his first fight club match and the rest of the party confronts Dr. Scutch, or just chills in a stairwell. Either way, we'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.